and welcome to this very special episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jake. How you feeling, buddy? Well, I'm ready to go off on an epic adventure after that <laughs> intro. I got like a ring to throw into yeah. like Mount Doom or something. Dude, it's been 52 consistent weeks of Say What You Mean. Yeah, it's almost unbelievable. It is almost unbelievable. I felt like we were, I felt like at 19, I was like, man, this has been going on like a long time. I think I legitimately remember sitting down at like episode 19 and being like, man, we've done 19 straight weeks of this. Yeah. Well, now we're on 52, 52. and 19 is way in the rearview mirror. I honestly don't even know what we talked yeah. about on episode 19. No. So, um, 52 plus to the Republic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, we've obviously done more than 52, and we've included those to the Republics in that 52. In that one year process, mm-hmm. but I didn't count it towards our fifty-two because say what you mean was a little different. It's different. It's a completely different platform, different goals, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's silly. It's, it's fun, but yeah. it's also you know whatever the hell we want to talk we're about. We're way more free to talk <laughs> about what we want to talk about. Um, yeah. So, dude, I sent you ten questions. Yeah. Nine, ten, ten. <laughs> when I printed out the email, it must have cut off the tenth tenth question. What's the what's the tenth question? Dude, you're the worst at printing things. I off, absolutely <laughs> Didn't awful. Did this happen on another episode? I think you? so. <laughs> I was like, okay, only nine. I'm like, all right. So I had answers to nine. Dude, I, I didn't see the ten. Off. What uh, ten was? Um, uh, what was the biggest thing you learned this past year? Oh, okay. I can. Yeah, I can answer that. Oh, can you? Yeah, you know it right away, right off the top of my head. Okay, cool. We'll get, we'll get to it. Um, so, other than that, I mean, well, let's start this show like we do with every show with a little ketchup, um, and mustard. <laughs> 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 no. Uh, so one thing I want to start off by saying is that, um, we had a caller call in and give us like a full review on our last episode, um, Skyler. Yes. Your friend Skylar, who mm-hmm. you got in that back and forth with about the articles, the two articles that we talked about. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I appreciate the participation so much. I do, I, too. I do too. Um, just the feedback. Just get it just helps us be better. It really does. Like in, in it, honestly, it it's rejuvenating in a way because it it, it it's what we do this for. Right. right. Is to have a conversation and being able to to do that with our listeners is it, it adds a whole nother dimension to to this uh, process well and we are always preaching you know for for people to have conversations and just to start conversations and not just shut off the other side because you may or may not disagree um and so this is a way for some people to to join in on that conversation um so yes i do appreciate um skylar joining in on that and just he had a lot of great things i'm going to play um, probably play that voicemail on next episode. Okay. Um, because gosh, we got some things we got to get to today. <laughs> um, yeah. but, um, let me make sure I'm not an idiot and I give the right phone number today. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> there was a bit of a hiccup with that. Yes. Yeah, so our number is posted on our Instagram, but you can listen here on the 52nd episode. The right, correct number is three, six, zero. Eight three six zero four nine six. Again, that's three six zero eight three six zero four nine six. If you want to send a clip of you saying something and you want to, you know, maybe we'll throw it on the show. Um, if you guys have a suggestion, if you have feedback, any of that. If you want to do uh, an impersonation of um, what was it? Uh, it was Andy Dwyer, yeah, right, or well, Burt Macklin. Macklin from then do it. 
do it. Send it. I don't care. But, I mean, you got to be a little more accurate than that one was. <laughs> um, so, yeah, give us a call. Um, and thank you, Skylar, for calling. And thank you for participating in our back and forth and with our show. Um, other than that, today's Bo's birthday. It is Bo's birthday. My Bo. Bo turned the big uno. One, dude. Yeah, he's... Is um, he feeling better? Uh, yeah. Okay, good, good. So he just like was beside himself with all of the presents he got last night. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> Kylie and I both work today. I mean, today, Wednesday, yes. is his birthday. Um, oh, right. And yes, but we recording today and then i go to work at 11 30 yeah kylie works at uh, both their jobs today so we just we're not going to see him so we gave him we gave him um all of his presents yesterday not mm-hmm. like he's gonna know right right <laughs> right anyway, i'm ridiculous Fuckers gave I'm me my a, presents know, the so, day before you're so like he, apologizing for right so now he got this huge he got that we got him this huge bed um and then we got him oh old, god knows he needs another fucking bed we have so many dog beds <laughs> We have them like on all of his favorite spots, like in the living room, and then yeah. on both on on the front of the bed, the side of the bed, depending upon where he wants to sleep that night. Um, Jake, imagine real quick if that was your human life. You're just like, I'm gonna put a bed everywhere, so just in case <laughs> I just want to lay down, I can. Yep, pretty much. That would be amazing. It would be amazing. <laughs> um, and yeah, so he got he he's not much of a he doesn't he likes toys he really likes cat toys oh um he likes small little yeah. toys he doesn't like big toys those okay. are like tuckers um is he a shredder no tucker is isn't he tucker used to be but oh, has okay. kind of stopped okay he only shreds when he's bored oh uh, um, that makes sense so when um so we gave him all of these little cat toys mm-hmm. yesterday well tucker i've never met a dog who loves his birthday more than tucker like <laughs> tucker just knew I don't know if he knew. I don't think he knew it was his birthday, but he knew something was up because right. when it, we were just, he would we'd hand him on his birthday, we'd hand him a toy, mm-hmm. and he would instantly set it down and then look back up like expecting something more. Whoa! And he, just, he knew that oh, all gosh. of this stuff was you for him. him. Well, then we would we would put his his toys in into. Um, there's a there's actually a video of it on uh, their Instagram mm-hmm. of him opening his Christmas presents, and he'll legitimately just keep putting his head into gift bags. And keep pulling stuff out, and then oh, looking at it, playing with it, taking it off to <laughs> taking it off to his bed, and then coming back and pulling another toy yeah. out, carrying it back to his bed, coming oh back. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's just, so funny! He just knows what's his, right? Well, so he was super pissed that Bo was getting all of these <laughs> toys yesterday. So Bo had left all of his little cat toys on our ottoman. Mm-hmm. Tucker comes out of stage left, jumps up on the ottoman, and is trying to fit as many of the little cat toys into his mouth as possible. <laughs> we catch him doing it, and then he bolts to the backyard <laughs> with all of Bo's toys. I've, <laughs> I, I don't know what those those two are crazy. Those but. guys are funny, dude. Yeah. That's so awesome. Oh, well, happy birthday, Bo. Yeah, I'm sorry for the long-winded dog talk. No, I love that. That's so... He's so... D- Tucker is such a character. And that's hilarious that he does that. Mm-hmm. And especially, I just love the image of him trying to fit them all in his mouth. He had he had three of these little mini sloths, and then he he got stuck with trying to get a ball in his mouth. Yeah. So he got he got off of the three mini sloths. He's like, oh shit! But he dropped one on the way to the back on the way to the backyard. So he, <laughs> in his haste to escape, got busted. Uh, so I went to Bend, dude. Check out the sunburn. Ooh, that's gnarly. Yeah. Um, you were doing some floating, floating down the river, boy. Um. So, I love it. 
Ben is amazing. I know you want to move there. Oh, I want to move there so bad, dude. I've been. I still look for jobs like almost every day. <sighs> I love it. My brother took us on like this top of this butte right in the middle of the city, and you can see is it like Black Butte. I don't know. I don't know what the name of the butte is. I don't know. It was fun. It was awesome. Um, it was just my brother there. Um, the girls were in Portland, so we were just visiting him and staying with him. Oh, okay. And, um, you know. But we, your, your niece and your sister went, though, too. Yeah, right? so okay. my sister and my niece went, and Jen and me. And we were going to go to Ben and, like, go camping somewhere, but we had nev- we'd never gone on it. We just planned too late. Mm-hmm. So we're just like, hey, Andrew, can we stay at your house? And he's like, yeah, I work, but come hang out. Um, so during the day, you know, so I, Friday night, was it Friday night? Friday night. I got off at like one thirty. Mm-hmm. got home around two. Didn't go to sleep till like two thirty. wanted to get to bed early. Cause my sister went down Friday. So she's already there and they already yeah. hung out with my brother and mm-hmm. I'm just like so jealous. So I got up at five and drove three hours to bend and I was just like out of it. But amped up on energy drinks and no sleep so let's go we're going to bed so you're loopy yeah so then we get there and the girls are like all right what do you want to do and i'm like if i stop i'm gonna sleep let's go let's do something they're like what do you want to do i was like let's float the river they're like no we're supposed to do that tomorrow i was like that's nothing sounds better than that right now one it's relaxing but two it's doing something that'll kind of keep me awake and so they're like whatever so we went floating the river saturday and then Andrew gets off work, and then, I don't know, we wanted to kind of spoil my brother. Like, we wanted to take care of him. We wanted to go there and, and, and have this weekend be like, we're here at your house partying and having a great time, but when you get off, we want it so that you can relax with us as well. So he uh, he had told my sister, like, in passing, like, oh, I really want to try ramen. I've never tried ramen before, um, and I haven't either. So he, I guess there was this new ramen restaurant in Bend, so we took him out to dinner and hmm. bought him dinner and I tried ramen for the first time and that was a whole regret um <laughs> really well okay so i i like i liked it but there was one that was like miso ramen and i love miso soup and and but it said spice and i was like ooh spicy that scares me not that i don't like spicy but too much spicy will i'll hate my life yeah so i was like i'm just going to go safe and i'm going to go with this one well my brother was like dude i want that spicy one his was so delicious. Really? Oh, it was so good. Oh, there's nothing worse than going to a good restaurant and then having food regret. Yes. Yeah. And he had the, it, his was so much better. And I was just like sad eating. <laughs> <laughs> so then the next day we woke up and I was like, let's go floating again. So we went floating again. Um, did we go out to breakfast? Oh, when we got there that Saturday morning, mm-hmm. we went out to breakfast. Okay. Um, and then so uh, Sunday we went floating again, and then that uh, afterwards or before we went floating, we went to the store and bought a bunch of like steaks and potatoes and oh, asparagus wow. and just cooked him this like feast. And uh, then at the night at night we played a bunch of Jackbox game, box games and laughed our asses off and it was fun. Awesome! That sounds like a great trip. It was you've super been all fun. you've been going all over the place. Weekends have been busy for you. I'm going back out there this weekend. Are you? Not to Ben, but to Billy Chinook. It's the man trip. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you're going to Billy Chinook this week. Yeah. Okay. This this yeah. year. Yeah. You're at the beach last year. Yep. Okay. And then the year before Billy Chinook. So. 
Wild weekends, man. <laughs> Wild weekends. Go, 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 well, go. Well, it's summertime. So yeah. It oh, it is summertime. I was like, you know what? Because I haven't been playing video games on s- Saturday nights with the guys that I usually play with. And I ran into Jason. I was driving to work the other day, and Jason was driving his truck. Mm-hmm. And he was parked in the middle of, like, not 14, you know, Highway 14, but there's the road that goes parallel with it. I don't know what road that is, but all the businesses and the newspaper and shit is, are over there. Right past the fort? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that road is, but anyways, he's parked right in the middle. So I, I, I was like, I bet this is Jason. I didn't even know. So I pulled in front of him in the middle lane, turned on my flashers and looked through my mirror and it was him. And he was just on his phone playing a game. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like honking and he's not looking. So I stick my head out of the window. I'm like, hey, and then he was like, oh, oh, shit. And then he walked in, over to my car and we talked a little bit, but it was like, dude, I haven't played with you guys in so long. And it's because of the freaking weekends. Yeah. And it's like winter, dude. But then winter, I'll be in school, and it's like, yeah, yeah. Forget about Xbox, dude. You remember how much time we wasted in I our know. undergrad on Overwatch? I know so much time, and it was even less time than I wasted when I was at Clark when I was playing Call of Duty, with, right. with my other group of friends. And yeah, it was. It was less time. It was. I spent less time on Overwatch than I did playing. Oh Call of my god! So now, like, I haven't even touched my Xbox. Yeah, I believe it, dude. I know, I know. I'm gonna get there. I don't want to get there, but I'm gonna get there. Don't say that. <laughs> um. So f- before we get into, we have some. I wanted, the, I wanted this episode to kind of be a reflection episode on this last year, but also kind of looking forward, um, but also reflecting on on the podcast and and everything that we've done. So I sent you ten questions. Or I sent you nine apparently, <laughs> and then uh, and then I have a fun like hat where I put a, like a bunch of questions in that we'll draw, and those are not questions that you've seen yet, so you haven't prepared, so it'll kind of just spark conversation. I'm okay. hoping. Yep. Um, and then this kind of uh, gets back to what we used to do. You and I used to have these like um, quite prepared questions that yeah. we an- we would answer. Like I remember one was like. Oh, like what were your what was what would be your top five like superhero squad yeah, stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, so this is a nice little throwback. Throwback, um, and then and then you have some things you want to talk to as far as politics, and I think that um, it wouldn't be the show if we didn't do that. So no. Before we get to the questions, I want to get to my thank yous. Oh yes, to our our guests to everyone. To first everyone. of all, oh, okay. I want to thank you, Jacob. Jrj. JRJ. <laughs> uh, this is impossible without you. Um, as you as you will hear later um, from those knuckle draggers, you carry the show. <laughs> you oh, save me every time. Oh yes. Um, no, but this is it's it's kept our friendship constant. It's kept us. Um, we're forced to hang out with each other, but <laughs> it's it's been nice and it's been fun and um, I don't know. I love it and thank you. Um, thank you so much. I got you something. Oh, dude, I am the absolute worst <laughs> friend. I'm going to get you the biggest birthday. You're present not getting this year. me shit. Yes, I am. No, this, you're not. Yes, I am because you got me the you got me the Truman bobblehead, and there was nothing better than that ever uh-huh. than the Truman bobblehead. Other way, other way, other way. I can't. Apparently, I can't open the box. Except for this. <laughs> You managed to find a way to top the Truman bobblehead. What is it? And it's a blue. F- it's a mini blue French horn. Yeah, which is one of the best references to my favorite show of all time. And then I think that the thing in the paper is a, a oh, stand for it. Oh, 
That's perfect. So I was thinking for, you know, one day when we get the pod loft all set up and going, we yeah. can have that put up next to your little Truman bobblehead. You think of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I want that. <laughs> I did. I did want that. I didn't know I wanted this until I saw it. Uh, See, that's the, that's the, that's why you're such a good gift giver, man. You you find the things that people don't know they want until they see them, and you're like, oh, my God, I've always wanted this. My life has not been complete. Yeah. Well, Jeff, thank you so much. No, thank you, my friend. Thanks for uh, putting up with my ass. And honestly, like, with I am such a lazy podcaster. Like, I, sh- <laughs> I show up, and I talk into a microphone, but right. really all of this production is you. Thank you. And yeah, your, your talent to block out my nose whistles, my ums, <laughs> and everything else that I just, that a lazy podcaster does. Yeah. Um, that anybody would ever suggest that you, that I carry this show. Mm-hmm. I know Dimitri is doing that jokingly. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. You have no idea the amount of work that Jeff puts in on a weekly basis, getting this together yeah. and getting my scattered brain on track. So... <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, of I, I, this I love is, this. This is my favorite. I look forward to this time mm-hmm. every single week. Right. And it's it's such a nice reprieve to just kind of get away, mm-hmm. to plug in, and right. just talk. It's 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 nice because no matter what's going on, we always are just like it doesn't matter because at least we know that say what you mean is happening. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So thank you, Jake. Uh, next on my list is uh, Jennifer. Um, God knows that she's put up with hours of me <laughs> podcasting and editing and it's taken away from our hang time all the time. Um, so thanks to Jenny for her constant support. Um, and we, and we do this at your house. Yes. So we're not only is, um, is your time taken up, but I'm always encroaching on your guys's space. Well, so dude, we were thank doing you for ha- Thank you for having us right Jen. in our living room. So it'd always be like, get out of here, lady. <laughs> now we're in the room that will hopefully someday be our child so we're it's private and we can do our thing in here Mm -hmm. um next on the my list is uh our guests everyone that's been on um megan matt clay taryn rudy donna and i included gary for being on to the republic but everyone has added something in their own way and it's it's always been it's i love having guests and i think our next guest is donna um Towards the end of the month, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it'll, be her, it'll be her second trip yep. to Say What You Mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, Megan was on twice, I think. Yep. Megan and was. Clay and Taryn have been on twice. Wasn't Matt on twice? Matt was on twice. Yeah. So thank, so, thank double thank you guys. Yeah. Rudy, you got to come on again. And Gary, you got to come on again. <laughs> um, but thank you to those guys because, you know, not only do they bring things and ideas and, and, and perspectives that maybe we don't have, but also... They bring listeners. <laughs> yeah. Um, everyone has yeah. shared it, and I appreciate everyone who um, who has been on, who has who has helped helped this be something, um, even if it's a whole episode dedicated to Harry Potter on a podcast where, oh, you guys are politics and news. It's like, no, we talk about other shit, too. We talk about over whatever we want about. Yep. And I would have never learned about the, 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 the whole world of uh, Barnum & Bailey's 
um, mm, circus, circus, yep. and life of you know being a traveling circus clown, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is awesome. That was yeah. one of my favorite stories. Still one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. I so, was I can't you, think, I can't hear Vin Diesel's name without thinking about Rudy now <laughs> no, every right? time. Right? Yeah, same thing. <laughs> I, I see him in the in the uh, previews for Fast and the Furious movies, and I'm I, and I just think of that that yeah. story. So go back, go ahead and listen to Rudy's Rabbit Hole. If you yes. So, and then finally, I want to thank, we want to thank the listeners, Um, the consistent listeners, new listeners, everyone who gives feedback, suggestions, and tells others about our show. Um, We love it. Um, We love what we're doing. And like I said earlier, it helps us figure out how we can make this show better. Um, And uh, I want to give one shout out to one new listener who's been really into it. Um, His name is Zach. I talked to you a little bit about him, so shout out Zach on our 52nd episode, you special boy. He's the guy at work. Oh, okay. Um, but new listeners, old listeners, um, you guys have been great. Um, we've been getting more listens now than we ever have, and hopefully that continues. Um, but we appreciate the participation, so chat with us. Let us know what you guys think about the show, um, and continue to listen and share with your friends because we appreciate it. And yes, thank you so much. Do you have any thank yous? Um, Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, th- I I think, I mean, are you going to play the, um, yeah. the thing, like yeah. me thanking people as I was listening to? Yeah, I'll, I'll put your, your things in there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I thank everybody who called in and thank you to, you know, I just reiterate um, to what, you know, what Jeff said. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. We, we, if it wasn't, we would we would talk into microphones, yes, <laughs> just to hear ourselves talk. But it's awesome knowing that there's out there people listening and yes. engaging with it too. Absolutely, so, uh, it, it means it means the, it means the world to us. That's one thing that we always said since day one was, if nobody listens, let's try to keep doing this as long as we can. It helps that people listen. <laughs> it, it makes the it makes the. Um, when you're saying like, man, I got a lot going on this week, but still trying to find the time to do this. Mm-hmm. It's it, it, it adds that little extra oomph yes. to get, to get us together. There's and, a little bit of accountability out. there. You're mm-hmm. like, well, I don't ever want to get a text from somebody to, that says, where's this week's episode of say what you mean? Yeah. Like that would bum me out. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we can get to 104 without missing one, but we'll see. 104. Oh, that's would be, Two years, Jake. (laughs) I'm terrible at math. (laughs) Me too, dude. That's why I got my degree in history. Yep. All right, let's get into some questions here, Jake. All right, are we starting with the with the nine, ten? Yeah, the nine of them. Okay. Uh, Do you want to go first? Um, no, you you go. Okay. What is the single best thing that happened this past year? Um, and I'm I'm counting in these fifty-two episodes. Okay. So listeners know. From that moment, that first moment to where we are today, we've kept trying we tried to keep them in the loop in our personal lives as well as anything else that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a single best. Okay. I have several best. Um, Breaking your own rules? Yes. The first question. There are no rules. There are no rules. Uh, okay. Especially. Dude, I'm a rebel. You know that, boy. All right. Yeah. Rules okay. are meant to be broken. That's right. Um, starting, say what you mean. Knuckle draggers podcasting in general. Mm-hmm. I freaking love it. That I put that first because 
it is my favorite thing to do. It's it's a way, it's a creative outlet for me, not only to play with audio and, and things that I've done, but also on the social media, design graphics so that we have something to post. Yeah. Um, and it's shifted me to an interest in communication. So next is being accepted and enrolling into the graduate program. We'll see how I feel about it after it starts. <laughs> but right now, as of right now, it's exciting. Um, and any time I've spent with friends and family, I think, have been awesome this year. Camping um, over the last year, holidays, it's it's been awesome. What do you got? Uh, for Did me, you put one? I, well, I put one, but you I mean. Stay I, in your lane. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, it was hard for me to get down to one. But now that I know, I can just throw in a couple Dude, things. Dude, you can do whatever you because want. Because the, there's just no rules. We're there's in total, no rules we're, in this we're room. In total anarchy, even though, the, <laughs> even though the question said single. But I kept single on some of the answers, <laughs> okay. but that's hard. <laughs> it is hard. They're, they're good questions. And they're questions that, um, yeah, with, when you're talking about a whole year of in like a whole year in totality, yeah. it's hard to just narrow down to one. So I get it. Um, so, yes, I will be adding one to my first question. Not allowed. Not a- <laughs> <laughs> um, one. It's um, Kylie and I being able for me, Kylie and I being able to move into a house with um, mm. this year. I mean, we're, we're renting, but it's so nice to be out of an apartment. I bet. It, with, especially with our dogs. Um and that was the other half was like with our dogs. Right. So it, giving them like space to go out and mm-hmm. be dogs and mm-hmm. not having to always have to walk them three times a day. On a leash. Yeah. Being able to open the door and just have them go. Mm-hmm. And having yeah. their dog door, just Tucker going in and there out you all go. day. So it, yeah. it's fantastic. Um, that just made life a lot easier, which is why I chose it as my one. Yeah. It, just, yeah. it made life a lot better um, and a lot easier. For sure. Um, secondly, uh, would would be getting into American University, like mm-hmm. my dream school. Right. Um, I just, yeah, it was such a. Uh, a That's huge. I, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't understate how how much confidence that that you know gave me right. being accepted into that. Duh, dude, you know your shit. That's why you have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, Jake, what was the single most challenging thing that happened in these fifty-two episodes? So this one took a while for me to kind of narrow down, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go with uh, not being able to find a job after graduation. Oh, good answer. Because that was just, oh my gosh, that that was hard. That's a great answer. That was really, really hard because I just, I thought like, you know, you have my, ba- I have a bachelor's degree, right? right. Like I'm going to, there's just going to be jobs, 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 jobs. You get a job. You get a job. <laughs> there's going to be so job. much opportunities. Right. And, yeah. then, and then you start like scrolling through what's available and you're like, Oh, I, I could, I was like, Oh no, that job's not for me. I, I'm looking for something more specific to what I studied. Mm-hmm. And then, and then as the months go along, you start becoming more and more desperate and Dude, like yes. oh, anything that your pays. scope just widens <laughs> and widens. Yeah. You're just like, I will, I'll take yeah. money. <laughs> just, just give me a job. Yeah. Man. Um, so, and then just realizing like, um, which honestly in itself, if, if I had gotten, you know, an entry level job somewhere, I probably wouldn't have ended up even in, you know, I wouldn't even end up applying to uh, really? to grad school. I, I don't think I would have. Hmm. So um, I maybe I think as we get down the list, I think explain you have a further down the list. I think question five is ex, um, describe this year in three words. Yeah, this will tie into okay. to okay. that. So it's okay. a little foreshadowing. Uh, just a note on that. You know, one thing 
I got I did get a new job since graduation. Mm-hmm. It's in the same industry, um, but it's in management technically, and you've moved into management now within the same job, right? Though. Right, yeah. but I, there was that feeling of like, oh shit. Um, but I I look back on this new job that I have and taking that leap to move to that new job was very scary and I didn't want to do it um, because it was also the same hours and I was like, fuck off with those hours. Mm -hmm. But now I'm in a job that I enjoy with hours that are livable. You know what I mean? So if I wouldn't have taken that leap, I would have still been on the dock hating my life with the same people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So sometimes, not just not you, but just for anyone who's listening, sometimes that hesitancy i get it but sometimes pulling the trigger and jumping is is the right move yeah so yeah and then and then also just you know on top of that it's just not being able to advocate for myself mm-hmm. um i i really struggle with mm-hmm. with that um mostly because like deep down i guess i don't really believe in myself to mm-hmm. succeed so it's really hard for me to advocate for myself when i don't believe i have the capability of right. of doing better right so it's I'm I'm always I, I just always revert to a rural safe sp- space, which yeah. is fishermen's. Like it's comfortable. Right. I know it. Like uh, it's not a risk. Mm-hmm. So like not, and I have such a hard That's a time great point. Yeah. advocating for myself. So trying to overcome that. Right. Hopefully, you know, as I build more confidence with school, because that's a place where I'm successful in. Right. Right. Um, hopefully, I can overcome that. But yeah, it's it's been a, it, that has it's just been a challenge. Yeah. What What about you? Oof. Boy, I'm not trying to bring the mood down, <laughs> but I've had this year has been fucking rough. There's some two questions on here that I, I'm going to get real with some shit. But um, last June, early July, uh, my wife almost died. I'm, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. That, was tough. that was right after we started the podcast. And guess what? We kept fucking going <laughs> with the podcast. Yeah. Um, but that was not something that I expected to happen. Um, that, that, that's a question number four is unexpected, but I have something else for that. But I mean, the single most challenging thing was spending that week in the hospital, um, sleeping on that shitty bed, watching her, you know, I talked about it a little bit. Like some things give me, I don't want to say it's PTS, but I, but it's, 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 I think it's natural to have these triggers that kind of bring you back Mm -hmm. and something as simple as like, um, Someone recently told me about their wife. Their wife has, um, what is it? When you, your body needs sugar. Diabetic. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. She's super diabetic, has been since she was young, like, um, like to the point where they can't feel their feet and stuff and have to be on dialysis like a few times a week. And he showed me a picture of his wife in the hospital chair and dialysis and like, this is someone who has to go to see this few times a week with somebody that he loves. I, I had to see this one time for a week on a near death experience. Um, but seeing that picture fucking fucked me up instantly brought me back. Um, something as simple as uh, the other day I saw, uh, on a show or something, there was, um, <clears throat> somebody hooked up to, a. Oh, it was on stranger things. The woman was hooked up to a heart rate monitor. while she was in the hospital Mm -hmm. and her heart rate was going really really fast and the woman in the show was like passed out but her heart rate was going really fast and that brought me back to like 
when Jen was like trying to survive and her heart rate, everyone was like so scared about her heart rate. So little things like that just, I, yeah. Oh, fuck me up, dude. It's, I, it's well, crazy. I couldn't imagine. How, I, I, I don't know how you, <laughs> yeah, it was I, unimaginable. Yeah, it was, that was a single hardest thing. So hopefully in this next year, there's nothing that is like that. Well, if there's anybody who has deserved a, a good year, it's you too. God, we need a break. Yes. <laughs> so sorry to bring that down, but I'm going to bring it down again in question four. But number three, what was an un- unexpected joy this past year? You want to go? Fuck yeah. Go for it. Western Conference Final. Uh, yes, that did come out of absolutely nowhere. And I don't know why I didn't think about uh, that. Blazers. Yeah. When I wrote this answer. Yeah. Completely did not expect them to to make it that far. Nobody did. No. Um, but the will and the gut and the fight. That's right, Skyler. We're talking basketball. <laughs> <laughs> just the just the look of the pure joy and r- almost relief on Lillard's face when he came back into the tunnel after Game Seven against yes. Denver. Yes. And he like hugged Neil. Yes. Um, in the hallway, just smiling. Yeah. Yeah. I just oh, you feel that right? Yes. You just oh, yeah, so good. So that was an un- unexpected joy this year. Yeah. Uh, go Blazers. Go Blazers. Rip Uh, for me, it was uh, unexpected was getting Bo. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. He's brought so much joy to our mm-hmm. lives. He's such a sweet dog, and being able to. Um, get him out of the situation that he was in and give him the life that he, you know, he does deserve. Right, um, right. Giving him presents and beds and <laughs> all of that. Uh, presents and beds, plural. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he's such a sweet dog and he, yeah. just, he deserves the world. And um, I was glad that we were able to have the opportunity and be in the place where we could, um, we could, we could, we could get him. Right. So that was, uh, that was my unexpected joy this year. Bobo. Um, what was an unexpected why am I struggling with that word? What was an une- unexpected obstacle, Jacob? Um well, um on number that would be number four, right? Yes. Okay, so an unex- unexpected obstacle mm-hmm. um was all of the hidden costs that I didn't know I had mm-hmm. about in grad school. Oh. All of the fees on top of tuition and oh. just the whole the whole um financial aid situation for one private schools yeah and two graduate school which are criminally underfunded mm-hmm. um it's i had no idea Ooh. the amount of extra money that goes on top of tuition it's for, a private school yeah oh i didn't know that i didn't either oh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i i just kind of rushed into I don't think I really ever explained it to you, but I was like, I went from like, oh, that'd be cool. That's cool. Uh, I'll just talk to somebody to within a couple weeks being admitted. Like it was just a super fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It just went from something that was in my mind to this is a reality really, really fast. And I didn't stop to think what all of the little stuff was. Yeah. And um with technology fees and um oh, they make you get on their health insurance so they have this super really? high like premium yeah what unless you can show that you have insurance that is equal or better oh. elsewhere you have to you have to buy their health insurance oh. so it's like an $1800 premium oh my and, God. So, and then they just like tack that on to yeah. all of their fees and then it dude it's it's an absolute that's wild it's 
I did not expect that. But I guess I probably should have if I had actually gone and done the homework. Right. But I was just so elated to actually get in. I'm like, oh, I'll that's figure, what I'm saying. I'll figure everything else yeah. out once I get there. And no, that was yeah. not the right path. I knew that. I was thinking like, but once you get accepted, you're like, holy shit. All right, let's go. Let's mm-hmm. do this. And then you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Uh, w- yeah. WSU made everything a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Then um, they were much more upfront with all the different yeah. costs and having everything covered was 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 nice. Yeah, because there was money I just I didn't borrow that was available. Right. For WSU. Now I'm like scratching because not even all my tuition is covered. Right. So it's like it's it's yeah. a lot different. Yeah. So that's been an unexpected challenge. What about you? Uh, I don't know, but that makes me I'm going to get to mine, but that <laughs> makes me super thankful that all my shit's covered. <laughs> 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 and, you know, when I was. In my undergrad, I took a lot. I took extra sometimes to supplement income because I was working part time. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, I think we're doing well enough that I don't have to worry about that, which is nice. Yeah. So I'm taking the bare minimum of loans to help me pay for my grad school. So nice. That's good. That is good. Um, what was an unexpected obstacle? Let's get real serious. One last time. Last time. One last time. Okay. Um, none of our infertility treatment working. Uh-huh. Um, so I've talked a little bit about this, but Jen and I are been on this road of infertility and trying to start a family. We went through IVF, um, and that process is what initially got Jen sick. Um, that gave her sepsis, and that's why she was in the hospital last year um, for a week. So once we got past that, we were still hopeful that maybe these transfers and this and this process of IVF um, in vitro fertilization would work, and it didn't. Um, but I think with any obstacle, it's getting past that. That's the, the term. When I hear obstacle, I'm like, okay, what was unexpected, but what also got me past it? So, yes, that was heartbreaking, and, and this whole journey has been like gradual paths towards hope to instant falls of defeat mm-hmm. um and one thing that i've always always been interested in is, is adoption so regardless of where we've been in the past three years because this has been a three-year process but ivf has been in the last year choosing to move past the idea of being able to have our own children and shifting towards adoption and kind of having this peace and acceptance of like this is what we're meant for this is what i'm meant for has been that jumping over that obstacle and getting past that obstacle. So that's my answer to number four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, this has been a probably, I think I came into your guys' lives um, about the time that all of this was about three years ago. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you. <laughs> Um, yeah. You're like these guys are fucking depressing. Why am I friends with this guy? <laughs> no, no, and it's honestly, it's been an inspiration to kind of just mm-hmm. be kind of an observer of how strong you guys are. Thank you. Um, I don't know. You guys are you guys are amazing, um, and your guys' ability to adapt and move in this very these very trying mm-hmm. um, times. Mm-hmm. So, thanks, Jake. You're welcome. Pick, so, pick three words to describe this past year. year, year. Do you want to go? uh difficult yes (laughs) um growth okay and excitement okay um difficult to growth obviously i just explained those things but Mm -hmm. excitement um this last year regardless of everything that's happened there's always there's always something to be excited about i think 
Um, I think that if you dwell on the hardships, um, it, it can it can slow you down and, 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 and it can suck. And it doesn't make it enjoyable. But you can be excited every week to meet with your friend and talk on a podcast. You can be excited to go camping with your family. You can be excited even as much of a pain in the ass as it is, as it is to learn and and take the courses towards adoption like there there's elements of excitement and all of the stuff and that's you have to for everything i've been through you have to find the silver lining mm-hmm. so it's me trying to be excited about everything else so those are my three words what do you got uh trying mm-hmm. the, uh, this is a two word phrase. oh not allowed Delayed satisfaction. Okay. And uh, opportunity. Ooh, good um, words. So, trying. Yeah. Uh, obviously, with uh, not being able to, to find a job. Yes. Um, so frustrating. And <laughs> uh, being and being my age. Yeah. And being and yeah, it's whatever. Uh, delayed satisfaction. Just having to be, especially with with asking Kylie and going and like. Yes another two years because she's been with me from the times at Clark and WSU and now uh, graduate school. And it's just like, eventually I'm going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just constantly delaying that satisfaction. And I feel like I've had to delay satisfaction so much in my life to get to where I want to be. And I'm just ready for satisfaction. Right. <laughs> Please come. Right. <laughs> anyway, um, I mean, you have to make your own luck. So right. uh, I'm doing the best that I know how mm-hmm. with what I'm good at. Right. So this is the this is the path I'm on, which leads me to my opportunity. Mm-hmm. This this seems like um, the path that I'm on. The recalibr having to constantly recalibrate, reshift mm-hmm. uh, this pathway. Um, has presented a, a very good opportunity, and so I'm hopeful for the future. Right. It's also made you better at kind of recalibrating and mm-hmm. adjusting to be like, okay, I'm. this is like the ninth time I've had to do this. Like, <laughs> I'm getting used to it. I'm getting better at it. Yeah. Um, definitely. Definitely. I like that delayed satisfaction. That was a good one. Um, what were the best books you read this year? So, yeah, uh, for me... Mm-hmm. Um, I had two books, and because I don't read a ton of books, I right. read a lot of sc- scholarly journal articles. Yeah, yeah, I did throw two of those in there. Oh, um, rule breaker! Sorry, I thought about articles, but I didn't put them yeah. in. Yeah, so I had uh, five to rule them all mm-hmm. by uh, David Bosco, who's actually a professor of mine mm-hmm. right now. Um, it's a it's a brown nose. <laughs> 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 he doesn't listen, so I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get any um any credit for Until that. Until you email him, hey, I said your name on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um he uh so he wrote this book, it's called Five to Rule Them All, and uh-huh. it's it's a, it's a uh it's a history and kind of inner workings of the uh UN Security Council. Because there's okay. there's five okay. permanent members on the Security Council, um and the UN being the biggest international universal organization mm-hmm. and kind of how those five came to be on that council mm-hmm. and how they've interacted with each other over the time. So like the, you know, the infighting between Russia and the United States mm-hmm. during the cold war and now the United States and China, uh, really interesting book. Mm-hmm. I love the history. It gets a lot of interviews and stuff with past, uh, state department employees in the um, book, in the book. Oh, cool. And it's really enlightening. Uh, the second one, uh, I'm such a nerd, but it's finally being able to actually read Leviathan from Thomas Hobbes. Right, right. Uh, 
being like actually having a hard copy of it other instead of like reading just excerpts and stuff right. on the internet uh second uh so then my other did you read the whole thing I read most of it. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. it's all written in old English. That's all right. You talked so about that. So it's it's not an easy read. But is it everything you hoped it would be? It's a no. Because but you've accomplished it. But I accomplished it. Right. It's not. Um. There's so. There's so much I didn't think was in there. Mm. There's chapters literally de- devoted to nothing but talking about matter. Mm. Like, because he was. You know, we don't have to get into it, but it's, it, there's a lot in that book that you would not think it would be in that Interesting. book. Interesting. It's, it's not all about the philosophy. It's It all builds on his, like his conception of nature yeah. and human beings and interactions, but it's like ener- ener- flows of energy. Mm. It's, 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 it's an odd... It was definitely written in the, 16, <laughs> in the, hmm. in the 1600s. Interesting. Okay, so uh, the two... Um, uh, the two scholarly journal articles, one that I had read but revisited um, this year, and then one that I had read for the first time. And the first, that one was Anarchy is What States Make of It by Alexander Went. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the foundational uh, argument for cons- uh, constructivism in international relations. And then the second second journal, scholarly journal article, which is my favorite of all time, which is a huge nerd, but it's I'm, I'm a huge nerd for this. It, it's Rational Design of International Institutions by Barbara Corminos, um, and that lays out the whole theoretical framework of why uh, certain institutions are successful and why other certain institutions are not successful and what variables and what kind of mechanisms do they need in order for institutions to be um, successful in an mm-hmm. anarchic, envi- anarchic environment. It's foundational work and it's a phenomenal read for nerds who care about international relations so that was those were the four that i that i liked i'm not fucking saying mine after that (laughs) god damn uh i haven't read shit this year there's two that i'm two books i'm reading now so they're on my list okay but the only other book that i look back and i what books did i read was that uh the joy of hate was the only book i've finished in this last year I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but right now I'm reading Astoria, John Jacob Astor and okay, Thomas that Jefferson's book sounds fantastic. Lost Pacific Empire, a story of wealth, ambition and survival by Peter Stark. Um, dude, it's so it's so fun just to put your this. Uh, this book is reminding me why I chose history. This mm-hmm. is reminding me why I love history. Um, can't even fathom or or understand living in this era. But you you hear about these lives and these hardships and fucking just leaving people on the Hawaiian Islands because they weren't getting on the ship on time. Like, fine, peace out. And they just yeah. fucking bailed. Uh-huh. Dude. So it's a great book. I'm And I go to Astoria every year. Um, it's it's a city that I'm very connected to um, with family and memories. And, and so it, it's fun to kind of read about the founding of that city. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always heard the name John Jacob Astor, um, but to now kind of read about his plans, his dreams, um, his working with Jefferson, and and what they wanted to do with Astoria. It's it's I'm not done yet, but it's getting it's getting interesting. Um, next is, duh, the comedians, drunks, thieves, scoundrels in the history of American comedy by Cliff Nesteroff. Um, I came. I found this book by watching the CNN um, docuseries called The History of Comedy, Mm -hmm. and Cliff Nesteroff was constantly a commentator on that show. 
uh, on that documentary. They'd cut to him and it said the author of The Comedians. Um, still very early. I'm still early in the book reading about just these foundational comedians and, and the evolution of comedy and and how people decided, hey, let's not do blackface anymore. Just it's so interesting. Um, and I'm obsessed with comedy. And it's, it's just interesting hearing how comedians in such early eras change their mind to, to and change their their wh- why people chose to do their acts the way that they did and and why they chose to move away from certain like popular themes it's just interesting as fuck hmm. <laughs> um so those are my two two books great i know i you've always been super into com- comedy dude and I love it. like the whole psychology behind joke making and yeah. stuff like that so awesome what was the biggest change from episode one to episode 52 um biggest oh biggest so I, biggest change in terms of the show dude you me? tell me dude what'd you write down jake <laughs> I, I just think it's our confidence okay um just i maybe mine at least mm-hmm. um i should, i guess i shouldn't speak for the show because there's two of us but mm-hmm. i know for me uh confidence to just to speak my mind mm-hmm. in a way that mm-hmm. i think uh is more um relatable to to our audience mm-hmm. i think at the beginning i was so nervous and i couldn't really um find a way to say the things that i wanted to say mm-hmm. um in a in a way that i think that didn't make that made sense to other people other than myself like right. I, I have this i have a i have so much going like that i want to get out because mm-hmm. i love talking about this mm-hmm. kind of stuff but it 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 always comes it comes out as like parsed or mm. um, kind of disjointed a bit. Right. And I think being able to be more of a storyteller yeah. and yeah. more of an orator yes. um, has been a major uh, change for me. And mm-hmm. it's honestly, it's helped me in other aspects of my life. Oh, yeah. Just being more comfortable with talking. Yeah. Isn't and, that weird? Yeah. Because you're just talking to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's people listening, but... Yeah, it's just us talking. I said the, gr- the the growth of the show is the biggest change, um, and growth between you and I. Um, I I always say, you know, it's it's easier when there when you have J Train on the locomotive, but it's just it's a it's it's you know it's 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 easy as sitting down, turn on the mics and going. It's just become so natural and just easy. And I I keep saying recently. And not until recently that this has become a well-oiled machine. Like, it's just we know we know what we want. We know what we want to do. Sometimes we try new things, and sometimes we let those things go. But out of those new things, thank God we have counterculture. Because <laughs> we – this is something that you and I talk about off mic all the time. And the gem that you brought last week is – by far my favorite and I can't wait to hear more because it's my favorite part of the show. Um, but just things like that, um, being able to, to now it's just like, Hey, I want to talk about this and you send me the article and it should have always been this easy and not anything more complicated than that. But it, it has become easy and it's become, and it's continued to be fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and to kind of go off what you're saying is the comfortability, comfort, comfortability, of saying what you mean and saying what you're thinking and and not and and being confident in what you're saying. I always know that if I say something stupid that some people will always message me and say, "Hey, 
I don't agree with that, <laughs> which I appreciate. I do appreciate. It. I'm not afraid, you know, before I do, oh, I don't want to say something offensive. And, and obviously I don't want to be offensive, but it's always nice to know that there are people out there who are listening who are like, I don't think that's right. Or maybe you should look at it this way, which is exactly I want to be challenged. And so we started this show because of our friendship of challenging each other. Mm-hmm. But now we have listeners who also come in and challenge us, Yeah, which is fun. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the biggest change from one to fifty-two. Definitely, I I, w- I would agree. What's your single single biggest time waster in your life this past year? Oh, it was um. For oh, this I'm excited to hear this. YouTube vortexes. <laughs> what? Not even a rabbit hole of vortex. Yeah, I call it the YouTube vortex <laughs> because it's just like you know, like you have like you're up next, and it just keeps playing videos. You just videos, let it go. And videos and videos. Well, no, because then you well sometimes you're a monster. But it's <laughs> like you wa- you'll watch something and then you'll go back to your homepage and then there'll be a whole bunch of other related things to what you just watched uh. and you just keep clicking and clicking. It's like oh, it's a, just one more three minute video. Yeah, and then you're like three, three hours, hours later, later and yeah, it's, and you're like oh my god, what did I do with my night? Um, have you ever seen like just just an example? <laughs> okay, there's the React channel. Have yes, you ever, can, duh. Okay, so like. <laughs> <laughs> Teens try to guess um, 90s uh, pop artists. Yes, yes. Or teens try to guess, you know, 2000s pop punk yeah. artists. And I love sitting down and like, oh, like, how do they not know that that was yeah, blank? Yeah, right. Um, I watch those all the time. You don't get frustrated? Sometimes I do. I, I hit like a threshold where I'm like, these kids are stupid. And then I turn it off. <laughs> There's this, but what, it's, I, I they, love, of course they don't know. There's some of them that like the the college kids knows like 80s music. Uh-huh. There's this one particular guy. His name is Brandon. And uh-huh. He is the most annoying person of all is time. Is he, he a know it all? He ne- no. He never gets any of them. Oh, he doesn't get a single one of them. But uh-huh. he always is like, he's like, oh, that's a banger. That's a banger. He always has like this same word that he uses to describe uh-huh. every single song. Oh, it's so That's a annoying. banger, Jake. That's a yeah. banger, bro. Uh, I don't like the kids who... Uh, I get so annoyed. What are those kids or adults, actually, because they do the adults yeah. react. Um, but, like, when they're like, uh, oh, duh, I know this, or or then they, like, sing along to it, I'm just like, okay, stop it. Yeah. I don't know why that bothers me, but sometimes it just... Some of them are really pretentious. Yeah, super pretentious. It's like, dude, calm down. Well, they, well they, they try to say... So they just... They say stuff like... Have you watched the ones like kids react to um, a particular band? I, I watched one about Linkin Park. Okay. And like these little teen kids, like, like oh, we've never heard of Linkin Park before. But like at the end, they say, well, it's really cool that they were able to change their sound and just really adapt with the times, <laughs> you know? And like, I'm like, oh my God, just shut up. Yeah. My favorite is when they have like the musicians or celebrities there uh-huh. and they're watching the kids react to whatever. Mm-hmm. So they did Baxter Boys watching kids react to I've Baxter Boys. I've seen that one, yeah. Love that one. Um, there's the Tenacious D one. I, I didn't love I didn't see D. that one. Yeah. The bass player for Lincoln Park watching kids react to Lincoln Park. Yeah. Was, is pretty yeah, good yeah, too. yeah. I know you're talking about. Those yeah. are good ones. Okay. So your YouTube Vortex. <laughs> yeah. Oh, or like that and just watch Mo- watch Mojo. Mojo. You've always watched um, Watch top Mojo. Tens. I have <laughs> these British guys that I watch a lot. Um, you're always vid- quoting uh, on Watch Mojo. They said, "Vidiots <laughs> and What Culture are two yeah. kind of um, 
yeah. Anyway, I watch a lot of YouTube, and then also just Seth Meyers and um, Stephen Colbert. Mm-hmm. I always end up having to see what they. That's have, so funny have to say because I'll always watch Kimmel. Okay. And um, Fallon. No, God, no. Yeah, I uh, over Fallon. Corden. Corden. Okay. Yeah, Gordon. James Corden. James Corden. Corden. Yeah, I watch James Corden stuff. Not his interviews, but some of his bits. I'll watch. Sometimes. His bits are good. Yeah. He, he's when he tries to go political, it really. It really lands flat, and maybe that's because he's a Brit. So it it's is. Like, I don't really like. <laughs> yeah. But but I'm fine with John Oliver commenting on. Oh yeah. Stuff. Huh. I don't know. Maybe it's just doesn't. It seems like he's just bandwagon. Like Corden's not him. That's yes. not him. So it sounds yes. like he's just bandwagoning. Right. Anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, the YouTube things I'll watch is like live band videos. So I'll always look up like bands I love, mm-hmm. and then watch live videos of them. I don't okay. know why. That's my YouTube like, right, hole. Sure. Is I'll watch live live performances. Um, my biggest time waster is uh video games. Duh, I love my Saturday night game nights with my buds. As you should. So it's it's a my fun, favorite. Fun group of guys to yeah. play with, and well, video games are just it fun. It keeps me sharp. It's my. It's a place for me to work on my insults and talking shit. <laughs> so. <laughs> you don't get that enough with Dimitri. Uh, I do, but now we, we do knuckle draggers is just so busy we're not recording on the weekends i'm gone every weekend so um but on the video games if he's on there oh yeah i I use it for my banter Mm -hmm. space this is my banter space let me (laughs) talk trash um so yeah that's i mean i love and not just xbox with my friends but dude i've been playing my switch a lot lately you know what i started playing again and getting really into again let's go pikachu are you playing that again so good so good i'm so jealous i want that (laughs) i want that i want that (laughs) Um, what was the best way you used your time this past year? You want to go first? Podcasting, duh. Yeah. Camping and time with friends and family. Yeah, pretty good answers. Yeah. Um, I love camping so much. For me, it was um just spending time uh, with my dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, podcasting, obviously. I would hope it would be your spending time with your dogs because that's all you effing do. I really do, man. <laughs> that's all I do. Um, I, I take them everywhere. They, You're they a great dog they owner, get, though. They get to go everywhere. We, yeah. We're, every weekend, we're either at um, a thousand acres dog park mm-hmm. um, we're taking them down to my lease property they're they're always out doing mm-hmm. stuff with yeah. us we take them to pretty much every store we go to do you know like marshall's and ross are dog friendly i didn't i didn't either but we started bring like they told us to bring the dogs in so we just, they did yeah like, how did yeah, they know you had dogs because i was standing outside with them as oh. i walked in and then one of the, the manager walked by and said, you know marshall's is dog friendly oh so interesting we brought them in Anyway, yeah, they that's get to, cool. So it's it's fun just to um, always have them, right? Have them around. Heck yeah, you're always doing something with them. Like I said, you're a good dog owner. Thank you. Um, number ten. <laughs> what was the biggest thing you learned this past year? The biggest thing I learned. Mm-hmm. So, ooh. you go. Um, this kind of is a a. Continuous growth um, from something I tried last year. Um, But every year for the past two years, um, I've been doing these uh, not New Year's resolutions, but trying something for six months. So the year we graduated, I said, I'm not drinking alcohol until graduation. And that was six months. So five months, five months. Um, And I didn't. And 
it was whatever. I mean, I felt good, but it's not like it, it, these things. So then this year I tried six months of no eating meat. Um, and with both experiences, I think I've learned a lot about myself, about control, but also about like social situations or behaviors. Okay. Um, you know, when you're, when you're saying I'm not going to drink for six months and then you're going out to celebrate a friend's birthday and you're going to a bar and they're like, Hey, do you want to drink? And you're like, no, I'm good. But just like being around a bunch of drunk people who are annoying as hell when you're not also a little buzz, it's like, God, these people are annoying. So it's just learning mm-hmm. things about being in situations or about myself, um, not eating meat just taught me a lot about like my dietary, um, choices okay. and, and making better ones. And so that was, that was a good thing that came out of that next year. I'm going to attempt not eating or consuming processed sugar. Oh, that one's going to be tough. You're, you're, you keep doing harder and harder challenges. Yeah. I noticed. Like, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Good luck with that. That's going to be tough, dude. Yeah. But it's good, man. Yeah, that it is good. Sugar is terrible it's it's fun. And again, I think it'll teach me something about what I eat today that is processed. And it just makes me forces me to learn about things that I normally wouldn't spend the time to dedicate my knowledge and and, and research to. Yeah. So I think that's one thing in this past year that I've I've learned. Uh, For me, it's um, that a lot of like my a lot of the things that I think control my like i always i always feel like this pressure like is is i would i perceive that there's all of this like pressure for me to behave in certain ways Mm -hmm. and do certain things and live a certain life but it's all of that is just in my head right and kind of slowly starting to realize that really uh, all that matters is how the people I care most think of me. Yes. And that has been really freeing. Yeah. And I have to, like, there's times when I slip back into it and it's, and it's, it's, oh, a, yeah. it's a process. Oh yeah. But there are times when it's like, you know what, no matter what anything happens or whatever fails, I have a really solid foundation mm-hmm. of good friends mm-hmm. and a family that loves me. And sometimes I lose sight of that. Right. And for a lot of years, I think I lost sight of that almost totally mm-hmm. and kind of re getting back into that yeah. has been really nice. And then a lot of the, it's like a lot of the stuff I worry about, like it ultimately just doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And in just refocusing on the things I do. Yeah. So yeah, that's my answer. to that. I remember kind of getting to that point also in my life. It's just like, these people don't matter. None of this matters. What matters is everybody who's behind me mm-hmm. in all of this. Sometimes if you go through some hard shit, you'll be surprised who are actually there behind you. Yeah. It's surprising that you're like, oh, you, you think your circle's a certain size until something devastating happens. Then you you realize how big your circle really is. Yeah. They might not be there all the time, but when you need them, they're there. Mm-hmm. So that's another point to make. All right. Well, that's our 10 questions. Um, fist pound it. Good job. Good I like your answers. Good job on a year. <laughs> One year. Uh, I also have a silly game, the hat game. I want to play real quick. Okay. I have 12 questions in Ooh. here. Rip City hat, the Blazers. Um, I like that kind of throwback hat. Dimitri got me this. Nice. Yeah. Um, well, let's do 
We'll start with three. Okay. Okay. All right. Do you want to draw one first? We're, we're both going to answer them? Maybe. Okay. If it's a good one. All right. Okay, what do you got? Shark diving, <laughs> bungee jumping, or skydiving. <laughs> You've literally found all three of my weaknesses. I'm really? I'm deathly afraid of sharks. Why? Limbs? Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> bungee jumping because I don't trust. Yeah. I don't. I don't trust the rope. Ooh, Sorry. God, yeah. And skydiving, I'm terrified of heights. So. Dude, me too. Um, those are all but those I are have all to, three. But I have to choose one. Yeah, duh. That's the game. Do I get a cage with yes, a shark? Yes, of okay, course. Then I would do shark diving. Oh. So. Because I, I lo- I'm terrified of sharks. Okay. But I also am fascinated by sharks. Mm. I kind of want to see They're one. They're dinosaurs, dude. I want to see one. you never seen one? Me neither. Wait, I see one at the aquarium. Okay, but I want to be like in one's habitat. Oh, God. But in a cage. I choose skydiving because of the same reason. Um, Not that. Yeah. You want to draw it again? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because not not that I don't like sharks or whatever, but because I'm so afraid of of heights Mm -hmm. that I think that if you just jump out of a plane, I mean, there's no better way to. Not that I'm going to overcome it, like, oh, now all of a sudden I'm not afraid of heights. I'll still be afraid of heights, yeah. but it's like facing that fear. Mm-hmm. It's something I've always wanted to do, but then it's trusting other people. Yeah. And I hate people. Exactly. Fuck that. All right. Yeah. My draw. Really quick. What's your favorite shark? Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. Probably. I don't want to say it. I feel like you're going to judge me. Why? I don't know. Is it like the nurse shark or no, something? No, it's like a hammerhead. Oh, that's a cool shark. Okay. Mine's a thresher shark. Why? What's the thresher shark? It's the one with a really long tail. Oh, like the, the top part of the tail goes really, really long? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Is that why? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> if you, oh, this is a good question. All right. Okay, if you could shop for free at one store, which one would you choose? Oh, that is a good question. Um, I'm going to go with... I'm going to I'm going to go with uh, Cab- with Cabela's. Mm, I figured you would. Yeah. I would do Guitar Center for sure. Okay. Yeah. Holy shit. That mm-hmm. would be amazing. I'd buy all the gears. All the gears. All more. the gears. I'd buy so many keyboards, guitars, I'd buy a fucking violin. I'd buy all the podcasting stuff you would ever need. Disco lights, everything. Oh, yeah. That's right. They have way more than just guitars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good drum one. Drum sets. Yeah. Oh, did you just put your nuts on my drum set? I'm a T-Bagger drum set. All right. What do you got? What do you got? What's your favorite Disney movie? Oh, shit. I was hoping this question wouldn't come up. Even though I put it in the hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh god dude this is tough because i know there's some out there that are like great that aren't animated but are good disney movies mm-hmm. i'd honestly have to go with aladdin or no fuck god little mermaid's amazing little mermaid is amazing lion king is the shit I'd have to say those are that's like the Trinity right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aladdin, Little Mermaid, Lion King. Okay. I like Beauty and the Beast. Oh fuck, that's so good. Yeah. 
What do you think of these li- these live action? Uh, I mean, how Just do we quick. not talk about this without talking about that? Um, didn't see Aladdin. I haven't either. Looks like shit. It doesn't look great. Heard it's great, but I don't think I can get into it. But Lion King looks fucking incredible. Oh, I have to see Lion King. <laughs> well, I think mostly because there's not people in it. Probably. Yeah. It looks so amazing. Mm. Did you see the trailer for Mulan? No. I'm not a fan of Mulan, the movie, but this adaptation looks badass. I want to see it. I actually like Mulan. Yeah. I like the uh, the songs are catchy. Like, let's get down to business. Yeah, I think you've said that before on here. <laughs> I think you've said that. I love, I love exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah, so um, Lion King looks incredible. Jungle Book was okay. What else live action have they done? Is that it? The only... I love Jungle uh, Beauty and the Beast live action. Oh, meh. Emma Emma Watson was an interesting choice for Belle. Yeah. Uh, the Jungle Book remake. I loved Eddie Mur uh, Eddie Murphy. No. Or no, sorry, Eddie Murray. No, Bill. Bill. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. Yeah, Bill Murray. Yeah. As Baloo. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. the best. Yeah. Because when um, the the panther. Well, he's like, I'm storing all the honey for hibernation. And he's like, and the panther says to Mowgli, um, uh, jungle bears don't don't hibernate. And then <laughs> and then Bill Murray's voice just says, OK, well, I, I don't hibernate, but I nap a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I stupid. think I think we just hate humans in these remakes. Mm-hmm. Little Mermaid. There's controversy about Little Mermaid. Uh, yeah, because uh Chloe Moritz, whatever her name was, backed out. Oh, she did. She, well, she, and then now they're going to have an African American. Yeah, area. I didn't know she was supposed to be in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is the third casting for this. Are role. you serious? Yeah, the first person backed out. The second person backed out, and now um, that worries me a little bit. Yeah, it makes you wonder what the production mm-hmm. team is like. Hmm. Don't under don't really understand the whole. I mean, I I get where it's coming from, the critique of the casting choice, right? But it's it's a, it's a fictional character. It's it can, the same it can, fucking it can be thing. Con- it can be conceptualized in any right. In any way, right? right. It's so yeah. stupid. Yeah. Um, Dumb argument, dude. They should put what's his name as King Triton though, or King King Triton Triton. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Idris Elba. He would be a good King Triton. Dude, so good. Um, and and. It'll be interesting to see, you know, these are classic stories where, you know, and, and this has kind of been a narrative or discussion on these Disney films that these 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 princesses are all helpless and they need the men to save them. But now we're seeing a shift in these remakes that address those mm-hmm. issues. And and I guess in the new Aladdin, Jasmine is a little more. Like independent okay. and 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 trying and trying to choose her own destiny in this world um which she kind of did in the original but i guess that's a little more prominent in this one but the little mermaid is literally about her giving up her voice to try to be with them this guy yeah so how in this era do you if you're going to change that narrative is that done maybe you know i'm wondering if that you know, people are reading the script and going. I'm not saying that that's the reason why, but you're. That's a huge plot point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to change that entirely would be a big deal. It would be. And that's going to be a hard. It's going to be a hard task for the 
producers yeah and show and the writers, writers yeah. yeah we'll see All right. yeah um god dude i forgot about beauty and the beast i think there's those 90 classics that are so good mm-hmm. i freaking hate frozen <laughs> have i ever said that on here <laughs> i don't think you ever said it on here but i've heard that i've said lot. it a million times on here i like frozen dude tangled is way better is that the uh, rapunzel yes okay way better all right did you draw that one i did okay my turn my turn my turn Oh, where's the most beautiful place you've ever been? Ooh, uh, okay. It would be the west shore of Oahu. Oh, you've been to Hawaii? Mm-hmm. Wow. I haven't. You should, you <laughs> should, you should go. Trust me, dude. I'm trying. I know there's talks of Jen's family trying to go next year. Mm-hmm. So if they go, Jen's like, we're going. I don't care. We're going. Oahu um, is Portland with palm trees. Is what? It's, it's like Portland with palm trees. It's just one big. It's like basically one big city. Uh-huh. Um, go to the big island. Oh, or okay. Or go to Maui. Mm. Uh, I would. Um, but there are places on it like it. If you like um, like amenities and touristy mm-hmm. stuff, Oahu is great. Mm-hmm. It had you don't have to go very far to get, you know, good food, good restaurants. It's right. very much a metropolitan area because hmm. that's where um, that's where Hon- you know that's where Honolulu is right. on Oahu. It says on Oahu, um, and things are a lot che- or things are relatively cheaper on Oahu. Mm-hmm. Just, that's where the big port is. Right. And you have Pearl Harbor there. Yeah, duh. And that's one that is probably the most powerful. Did you go there? Yes, that's probably oh! That's probably the most powerful place I've I ever bet. been in my life. Um, Damn. That that play it just it it shuts you up. Mm-hmm. Like going out on the boat to see going to the Arizona Memorial, mm-hmm. it's just do it, it's it, there is there is a presence there that makes you stop talking. It doesn't matter. I don't care who you are. Yeah. You you can't talk. Damn. Like it, it's 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 incredible. So it's definitely worth going. That's to. always a place I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Alaska is the most beautiful place. You've I've been to been. Alaska. Mm-hmm. When did you go to Alaska? When I was eighteen, I went on. I took a cruise through Alaska. Okay. Dude. When you're driving in the boat and the captain's on the intercom and he's like, if you check out on this side of the ship, there's literally like a pod of orcas swimming right next to the ship. And then you're like, oh, look over here. This whole mountainside is filled with bald eagles. Or that one day we drove out or we took the ship out to a glacier and watched the glacier wall just cause these waves. Alaska's fucking tight. Yeah. It, I, it looks gorgeous. Uh, I have a lot of friends that go up there to go fishing yeah, and stuff. And yeah. They love it up there. It's beautiful. Nature. It's interesting, though. You chose Hawaii and I chose Alaska. <laughs> you would think it would be reversed. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Because I'm Mexican? No. <laughs> because normally <laughs> if you go to Alaska, kidding. you go up to fish or hunt. Right. Oh, good call. And you're more of a beach guy. Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I don't know why I love it. I love the idea of hunting, or fishing, mm-hmm. but I'm a puss. <laughs> all right, <laughs> getting up one. really sucks. Yeah, f that. I'm not trying to do all that. Ooh, what do you got? What do you got? If you had to live in a different state, oh, what would it be? Screw that question. Next one. Okay, we just talked about two states. Yeah. We're not giving all this glory to the United States. <laughs> What's the single best piece of advice you ever received? Oh. 
Do you know yours? Mm, you go. Okay. Mine is um I I've seen some of these so I've thought about it a little bit. Sorry. Um it, it's it's cheesy. But you know, because it's not true, but it, there is an element of it that kind of resonates in everything that that you do. Um my mom for as long as I can remember has always told me um Everything will be okay. Everything will be all right. Mm-hmm. No matter what, everything will be okay. And in my childhood, we saw a lot of trauma and saw and went through a lot of shit together. But my mom always said, it'll be all right. We'll be okay. And to see her, the strength of her, get this family through everything we had gone through definitely displayed and showed me that Everything will be all right. Mm-hmm. Like there's in some sense of the defining all right, everything will be all right. When I'm in the midst of my undergrad program and I feel like there's no way that I can get all this done, it always worked out. Mm-hmm. So there's constant reminders that everything's going to be all right. Like this sucks now and this might be the hardest thing you're going through right now. But when you get past it, you'll look at it and be like, everything's all right. So... It's very cheesy, very simple, but I know that no matter where we go, I think in some form everything will be all right. Well, the most simple advice is usually the best advice, yeah, because it it usually it's closer to a, to an, an an actual truism right. than something that's super complicated. Right. Uh, for me, it was uh, my grandpa using this term with you know you just look at everything that happens as tuition in the school of life and. So it's basically saying you'll learn from every, mm. every everything is a learning opportunity, right? Um, and yes, certain things are gonna are gonna cost. You know, it's it. Yes, there is a cost associated yeah. with every decision and everything that happens. There's a cost, but if you look at it as I'm paying tuition in the school of life, mm-hmm. I'm learning and right. I can be better from that. So look, just not getting not beating yourself up too bad in knowing that I have an opportunity to learn from this and mm-hmm. make something of a mistake that I made, right? Right. I think is it put, helps put helps me put things in perspective. Yeah, yeah. I think that go, goes to like people being afraid to try things, like we were talking about, like with the new job or trying a new or, or or taking a risk. Like if you fail, and it's so cheesy and so cliche, but it, there is something genuinely true about that. Like failure makes like as something as simple as basketball. I play all the time with my brother in law, and he's younger than me. And he's, I've known him since he was 10, 12, he's 20 something, no, 10 years. So, um, he's 21 now and I've always just dominated him on bat on the court. And now like, because I'm fat and out of shape, he beats me. That motivates me. That loss, that sucking at the game (laughs) makes me say, fuck that. We played yesterday. I beat, I crushed him two games in a row and it's like. I'm sick of fucking losing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so there is something to not succeeding and sucking at things. So give it a shot. Pay that price. You pay the price for eating those cookies, you're going to pay fucking later when you lose a basketball. Um. Well, Jake, that's all I have for my little game. Well, that was a fun game. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to you as well. Here's to another year of chaos. And positivity 
and learning and challenging and I don't know. And Fuck. <laughs> and what would an episode be without getting into some current topics? Yeah, let's do that. So Go unless, ahead. so Go unless ahead. you, I guess, unless you live under a rock, mm-hmm. you probably have heard at least the Twitter. The, the Twitter verse was set afire mm-hmm. by the president um, over this last week, mm-hmm. um, basically telling. Alexand- uh, representatives Ocasio Cortez, mm-hmm. uh, Rashida Tlaib, uh, Ilan Omar, and for the life of me, I can never remember the fourth one. <laughs> okay. um, I apologize, um, but they call themselves the Squad. All women. Uh, all women. Mm, interesting. All women of color, mm-hmm. and all women of who are either first or second generation Americans. Mm-hmm. So, I. Uh, his remarks were definitely pointed, and those are who are trying. Those people who are trying to say, "Well, he would, he didn't mean what he meant." You are literally doing gymnastics to try to make that argument mm-hmm. because you can't. Even if he, if he had just left it at that, I could say, "Well, maybe he meant go back to the cities that you're from, which are like you know, Costco, Curtis." Are people arguing that New York? There are people. Um, like maybe, maybe if he had, mm. if he had never tweeted another thing after that, oh yeah, right. <laughs> which was never, but just looking at it, that tweet in a vacuum, yeah. you could, you could, without doing crazy somersaults, you it's could, like, <laughs> it's like he said, oh, this could be interpreted as racist. Let me clarify to make sure people know I was trying yeah. to be racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, case in point. Yeah. Um, he says he, he tweets out. We all know that AOC and this crowd are a bunch of communists. Mm-hmm. They hate Israel. They hate our own country. Mm-hmm. They're calling the guards along our border. Okay, none, none of the rest of this matters. But the the major thing is mm-hmm. is re- one reading between the lines, okay. but two is picking out a keyword in this whole thing, and that is our country. Mm-hmm. He, that the, using our in that part of the sentence, our own country, he is basically insinuating that they are not American mm-hmm. and we are, and they hate our country. Right. That's how I, that's how I read that. Yeah. Do you read that? Do you read it differently? I'm or? To find it right here. Um, and that's, this is a subsequent tweet yeah. to him telling them that they need to go back to where they came from. I can't find it. Oh, apologize to... Wait. What is it? Read it again. Sorry. Um, It is uh, July 15th. It says, we all know that AOC and this crowd are a bunch of communists. Got it. Yeah. But that's a quote from somebody. Oh, it is? Well, it's got quote marks on it. Okay. Isn't? Well, he didn't put a quote mark at the end of it, though. That's true. So I don't know if this was a. If there's no wait, 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 wait. It just says at. It just says it's his Twitter handle. Lindsey Graham. Oh, that's Lindsey Graham. Yeah. Okay. Well. Because if you go down to, uh, six uh, seven six fifty eight mm-hmm. on the same day, he puts the end quote is finally there, and then it says, "Need I say more?" Okay. Right, but. He um he did say so interesting to see progressive Democrat 
congresswomen who originally came from countries whose governments are complete and total catastrophe, the worst, most corrupt and inept anywhere in the world, even if they have a functioning government at all, now loudly and viciously telling people of the United States, the greatest, most powerful nation on earth, how our government is to be run. Why? So basically, you're not one of us, so you don't get to tell us how to... You don't get a voice. Why don't you go back and help fix the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came? This is what he said. Mm -hmm. Then come back and show us how it is done. These places need your help badly. You can't leave fast enough. I'm sure that Nancy Pelosi would be very happy to quickly work out uh, the free travel arrangements. So, yeah, this has been a big deal. It has been. And I guess my point saying that with that quote, I guess I, I misquoted it. It yeah. was not the president. Uh, he retweeted it. I mean, he he copied and pasted yes. it. And so he clearly agrees with it. But the fact that this goes deeper into the Republican Party than just President Donald Trump is concerning in its own right. What do you mean? Well, if that's Lindsey Graham, that right. quote that I read is Lindsey right. Graham saying it's our own country, mm-hmm. not them. It's right. our country. And yeah. He's basically creating an in-group, out-group. He's saying yeah. it's it's us. They're not American, but yet they're trying to they're trying to have a voice in the United you know, in America, and they don't get one because they're not actually American. He's basically saying that they're not American, right? Which they are. They are. <laughs> they were born in this country. Um, not Ilan Omar, but yeah, she's yeah. a naturalized citizen, right? So, yeah. Hmm. So Marco Rubio. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> um he basically said on this like symbolic vote that it is a racist comment was arguing that there have been racist comments made by people within Congress also. There was one um Oh my gosh, let me find it real quick. So, I was just looking up um, uh, candidates for the president, mm-hmm. and um, I was just trying to see what Rubio was up to. Yeah. Um, and he posted on his Twitter a video of him saying um, the symbolic vote to condemn the president's words mm-hmm. and racism, um, basically suggesting that if you're going to hold this symbolic vote how are you not also or how have you not also pointed out that um Ilan Omar and Rashida Tlaib question the loyalty of Americans who support Israel right yeah yeah I mean, it, it's not a, it, his point is his the general point he's making yes. is valid yes and uh the house did choose he's he's correct the house did choose not to uh condemn um those statements, right. which I believe is a mistake, right. but that doesn't ex- <laughs> no. it doesn't excuse what this president no. has said, and nor does it excuse what they have said. Right. And yes, walking all of us walking away is a nice sentiment. Right. But because he says that in the video, at the yeah. end of the video, he says, "What we need to do is just not question other people's." Americanism or ethnicity or gender or sexuality and just be Americans, which. Great. That's a that's a nice idea. 
But the president of the United States is not doing that. No, and he didn't. And he didn't condemn the president. I didn't hear him. No, he didn't. He didn't directly condemn the president no. for saying it. So he's just trying to get the president cover by pointing out, see what they said too. Like they're mm-hmm. not letting it go. They're just as equally as bad. Well, you yeah. know what? It's time that we're adults in the room and both sides just knock it off. Right. And Pelosi has tried to um, quietly condemn um, those anti those you know anti Semitic remarks. Right. And. It's 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 difficult. It's unfortunate because the president is willing to use this stuff politically. Yes, the same way that the same way that those on the left are using identity politics too. Yes, it is a poison. It is a it is toxic if used in a political manner. Mm-hmm. Um, and the president is really good at doing that to appease and motivate his base. Yeah, and yeah. I think that. There is one tweet that I found that I think is the most illuminating thing is because it, when these tweets, when the, the initial tweet came out after it had been reported that the squad which is what they call themselves, mm-hmm. which is the four congresswomen who were called out by the president. Right. Um, there was a lot of infighting between established Democrats led by Pelosi trying to get these four on board mm-hmm. who are very who are ideologically left of center mm-hmm, mm-hmm. much more than much more so than establishment democrats and there's a lot of there's a fear of a lot of div- divisiveness within the party right and there was several different reports came out saying that pelosi has been critical of them behind closed doors trying to get trying to say hey get with the team right um this is about winning elections it's not about winning twitter right and so Trump tried to lock on to that mm-hmm. and he's he's basically trying I think he's using these tweets as a way to because those four right those are those are the caricature of all Democrats that he's trying to portray yes as the entire Democratic Party yes and th- that is fear factor times 10 for all of his base right so if he's able to effectively tie all Democrats in as this car- I'm like, so glad this you're saying this. yes that he's going to it will motivate his base to vote for him that this is complete he's using race he's using these racial remarks as a way to forever tie those four to the making nancy pelosi's undercutting nancy pelosi's ability to try to rein them in because now anytime she tries to um it's going to hurt her ability to try to use the party whips to um to you know kind of the, to get those four on board because right. any critiques now are going to be now can be construed as racist or she's in line with Trump and questioning right. in these four even though even though that's all horseshit mm-hmm. that's still going to be the the narrative and it's going it really it's hurting Nancy Pelosi's ability to unify the party and I there was one really illuminating tweet I have it right here mm-hmm. and I'll read it it is um congresswoman who i truly believe based on their actions hate our country get a list of the horrible things they have said omar is polling at eight percent cortez at 21 percent nancy pelosi tried to push them away but now they are forever wedded to the democratic party see you in 2020 yeah he said that a bunch through this twitter Mm -hmm. storm is see you in the polls see you in the polls yeah so this is a direct tactic to get a leg up in this race right one thing that I want to say that stems off of what you're saying is Trump is a pig. Whether you think that or not, like the evidence is there. 
He's not a good dude. Historically, he has not been a good dude. Um, now, these tweets definitely feel like racism. And like some some things that I've heard from, you know, I, I like to give my um, Trump supporter friends crap, and I always call them racist, <laughs> because it's, it's just me just giving my jabs in. Obviously, I know they're not racist, but there is this idea that Trump supporters are racist, because if you support Trump, then you obviously must be racist, right? The same idea on the flip side goes when people say, like, Oh, you're a Democrat, or oh, you support this current Democrat uh, Democrat party, then you're a socialist. It's that same generalization. Mm-hmm. No, not all Democrats are socialists, and no, not all people who support Trump are racist. And that's just something that I wanted to point out because that is that is something that has been said and continues to be said. Mm-hmm. And I just want to point out that on both sides, they're both doing it. Yeah, not and it and it goes back to that article about things that you assume about the other party or people who 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 identify as the other. You don't don't let Donald Trump tell you what to think. Don't let Donald Trump tell you how your neighbor thinks or feels. Yeah, ask your neighbor. <laughs> Go talk to them. Go talk to yeah, them. Exactly. They're not socialist, and they probably align with a lot more than you think that they do, and. On the other side, anybody who's liberal or Democrat, no, they're not racist. A lot of people want change and want and 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 find hope or 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 comfort in maybe just throwing a wrench in this thing that they've never found solutions through. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that doesn't make them racist because they support them. I get where you people draw that line. I yeah. get it mm-hmm. because he's a pig. <laughs> he is. He really is a. He's a scumbag. But, you know, when you vote for somebody, now you're now you're you're also you support scumbags. It's like that's not the line that they drew. They did a lot of the things that I hear Trump supporters say is a lot of them try to look past the the peripheral garbage that he does. And they they and there's things that he says that they really focus on and are like, that's the one piece of thing. One one phrase or one thing that he said he's going to do that I'm holding on to, and there's usually like one or two that they're they're really hopeful about. He hasn't done nearly any of them, and I think that I know you know the Trump supporters I'm talking about. I play with them all on the Xbox, mm-hmm. but um, I think that they're even now realizing like, holy shit, all of these things that he said were going to happen have not ended well, and they're not doing well. Um, so I, I don't know. It's it. We'll see where this is going, and this is going to be interesting. We should have done a game where we predicted the future. <laughs> yeah. If you can't, I'm sorry, but there's going to be at some point that you can't continue to bifurcate what he says yes. and what he does. Yes. And it's getting to that point. I think so too. That's what I mean by them now saying like, "Holy shit!" He said this was going to happen, and it's it's not worked. And I think that that's yeah. what you're saying. And, and I don't know how much more you can continue to be like, well, I support him, but like, yeah, he says all these things, but like, yes. he really means this other stuff. And that's what I support him by. Like it, it almost, it, it, it's almost at the point where how many more principles are you going to let erode? So you can, can like, you can continue to say, well, I support this guy. But right. Right. Like, oh, don't lump me in with all of those 
people. Yes. I'm I'm different. Okay, that's fine. But at some point, if you're going to continue to support him, mm-hmm. you kind of have to own some of this, some of the stuff that he's saying. But could you say that on the other side? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's a difficult. Look, if Bernie Sanders wins the Democratic nomination, yeah. you have to say that the majority of the Democratic Party does at some level mm-hmm. support the economic the, the political economic yeah. policies that he's professing. Yes. I don't know. It's a it definitely is a fine line. Yeah. Yeah. But I was thinking about this I, I wish the Demo- I wish the Democratic the Democratic Party could find a way to realize that hey this is this is about winning elections it's not about winning twitter mm-hmm. and ignoring the words that he says because they're just words right. don't let there are a lot of people out there who just like to piss off other people there are those trolls out troll. there and yeah. they like lo- they like and he's baiting them in one that's one of the 14 archetypes right we had that whole episode talking about the 14 reasons why people the 14 different um, the 14 different ways that people still support the president. Remember mm-hmm. the episode we did? And one of them, I think, is just because he says the things that they want to be able to still say. Right. Or they, you know, he is that troll and they like, they deep down like pissing people off. Right. And he is the ultimate troll with his bully pulpit. And, but then on the other side of me, I had this personal reflection just sitting there thinking about like, I have this ability to say words don't, racist words don't affect me because I'm, I'm white, right? And so I have the I have the the luxury of being able to be pr- pragmatic mm-hmm. and not emotional about yes. that because it doesn't it doesn't affect me, right? That's so a great I, so point, Jake. I I can't at some point I can't be like, oh, you need to be pragmatic about yes. this because those words aren't yeah directed towards me. Yeah. So I need to I need to think a little bit more about um, how I how these people are yeah. affected mm-hmm. by those words. Yeah, that's. That's a great point. I want to end right there. That was great, Jake. God, you're fucking genius. All right. Once again, you got to go to work. I do have to go to work. <laughs> um, it's been a great year, Jake. It has been. Love you, buddy. Thank you for doing this too. with me. Um, thank you guys for listening. If you're enjoying it, please share it. Tell your friends. Continue to listen. If you have ideas or suggestions, write us. Call us. We're on Instagram, on Facebook. And uh, we'll always be here. We will. Bye. Bye. I uh, reached out to a bunch of people and asked them if they had anything to say. So this is Alan Ashcraft from the Stateside Podcast to start this. Okay. To kick this off. Congrats, Jeff and Jake, on a uh, shit a year of podcasting. That's insane. I've been doing it less than half that time and pretty sure I'm ready to kill myself. So the tenacity is impressive. Keep it up. What is up? This is Cody from Please Take It Seriously Podcast. I just want to wish Jeff and Jake a happy one year. Uh, super proud of you guys with the work that you guys are doing. You're pumping out some incredible episodes, and I know that we all can't wait to see what you guys do next. I love you guys, and keep it up. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Rodney from Las Vegas. And oh, I've been Rodney! Listening to your podcast and radio show uh, since you guys have started it pretty much. Oh, dude, I, I really love you, Rodney. Listening every week. Um, I enjoy listening to the way you guys think and all of the deep dive analysis that you guys go into. Um, it's just really enjoyable. And I hope that you guys continue to do this way into the future. Um, yeah, uh, keep it up. 
Oh man, I'm gonna cry, man. I love, dude. I love Rodney. That's so nice. Thank you, Rodney. <laughs> thank you so much. Oh my gosh, I miss you, bud. You need to come up here soon. What up? This is David from Please Take Us Seriously, and this is a big ass shout out and congratulations to Jeff and Jake from Say What You Mean for a consecutive oh, year of you, awesomeness. Keep it up. I know there's going to be plenty I more. To, I need to meet Congrats, these guys. guys. No tears for for David. <laughs> I've never met him, <laughs> but kidding. I need to meet these guys. All right. Hi, Jake and Jeff. This is Susan, Jeff's mom. Just wanted to say congratulations on one year of Say What You Mean. I love listening to your show. I listen to it almost every day on my way home from work and always look forward to the next show. And counterculture is the best <laughs> part of the show. Um, I just love hearing about stupid people. Oh, they're the best. And you guys put it out there so well. Anyway, um, I appreciate every all that you guys are doing. And uh, here's to another year of Say What You Mean. Mommy. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff's mom. Hey, this is Jeff. This is Dimitri. From your favorite show, other than this one, obviously, uh, Knuckle Draggers. <laughs> what were you going to say? I was going to say, is it your favorite or your second favorite? <laughs> Not me, personally, anybody listening. Um, but, dude, Jake and I have made it to one year. Dun, dun, dun. Congrats. Yay. Uh, I got to say, uh, uh, the show. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty uh, entertaining as well as enlightening. Oh, right? okay. Because some of that stuff I, I've always been curious about, but I definitely would not have taken the time to research it. Right. You know, like yeah. you nerds do. So getting to <laughs> yeah, hear that enough. information with <laughs> no extra work on my part, two thumbs up. I will say Jake definitely uh, uh, carries the show. Yeah, he's the smart one. <laughs> And he saves that co-host of his like <laughs> almost every time. Like I don't know, it's just like it's like when you have a conversation with a smart person, mm -hmm. but then you have that that third wheel that's standing on the outside that's like trying to interject into the conversation. Right, and Dimitri, it's just you. like you're in the conversation. You're like, yeah, I, I, bananas. The the cool history about them, blah blah blah. And then that third person's like, hey, I like bananas. Yeah. Or hey, we're analyzing the Leviathan and how that regulates international relationships and then the person comes in and goes right relationships <laughs> for sure for sure well well we're out of year so thanks for listening to knuckle draggers but also congrats jake congrats jake can't, can't wait for you to be on uh, knuckle draggers uh, me neither well thank <laughs> thank you knuckle draggers and especially dimitri yeah yeah that's there that was full of all sorts sorts of inside jokes <laughs> that was that was awesome hey jake it's skyler uh congratulations skyler. on your 52nd episode and uh i believe it's your uh uh your one year anniversary as well congratulations you guys your guys' show is super inspirational um, and extremely knowledgeable. It's been nothing but awesome. So thank you guys. Keep it up. Thank you, Skylar. <laughs> I'm trying to get you on one of these episodes. Hey, Jake. It's Clay and Taryn. Uh, congrats on one year. Your podcast is legend. Wait for it, dairy. Oh, good reference. <laughs> Love me some high about your mother. Shout out. Can I make a shout out? Hey, this is Rudy from Portland, Oregon. Rudy. Say what you mean. 
Love you, Jake and Jeff. My partner. You gotta just kill it. Oh, hey, Jake, am I doing it? Am I doing it right? Was that him? Yeah. That sounded really good. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> Is he really blowing the duck hole there? Yeah. That's pretty damn good. Hey, guys, it's Jeff's wife, Jennifer. Um, I just want to say congratulations on one year with Say What You Mean. You guys have put a lot of time and work into the podcast, and I know that people really enjoy listening. So congratulations, and you guys are doing a great job. Thank you so much, Jen. Jenny, thank you. Hey, guys, it's Alex, Jeff's niece. I just want to congratulate you guys for your one-year anniversary for the Say What You Mean podcast. Oh, thank you. Alex, you rock. Hey, Jake and Jeff, Donna Sinclair here. I am just giving you a shout out for your 52nd episode. I couldn't be prouder of both of you. It has been so much fun to listen to your show. As you know, I constantly want to interject myself, um, which is why I've been on there twice. Um, It's been wonderful to get to know you both in a different way and more importantly to see your development from the day that you walked into my class in History 300, uh, what, four years ago? Anyway, you guys have just done an awesome job, and I couldn't be prouder. So congratulations to you both. Thank you so much, Donna. That means a lot. Hey, Jeff and Jake. This is super fan and future super guest, CJ. Yes, I'm a real person. Thanks, you guys, for an amazing year. You have challenged me to look beyond headlines in news. I'm going to try that again. Hey, Jeff and Jake, this is super fan and future super guest CJ. Yes, I am a real person. Jeff didn't make me up. Thanks for an amazing year, you guys. Congratulations. You've helped to show us what reasoned civil discourse can look like, and I really appreciated that. You've challenged me to look and think beyond the headlines and take a broader perspective on the things that are happening in the world around us. And you've kept me in check with my blazer mania. Also, screw you, Jeff, because I know you're going to play the first message that I messed up. Hey, Jake and Jeff, just wanted to say congratulations on one year of Say What You Mean podcasting. You guys have been doing a great job. It's been great listening to you get better and better each week, and I've really enjoyed it. Um, Thanks for having me on the pod a couple times, and I look forward to seeing where you go next. Hi, y'all. This is your friend Susan Galaviz and president of KXRW, and I, too, want to wish you huge, huge kudos on your one-year anniversary of your Say What You Mean podcast. So proud of all the incredible content you guys have provided that helps educate and inform our community in a time it's really needed now more than ever, as you know. I am also over the moon. You are now also a part of the KXRW team with your show to the Republic. Thank you for sharing your amazing smarts with our listeners. You are a huge asset to KXRW, and we look forward to many more episodes to come from you sweet brainiacs. Much love to you from your entire KXRW family. Great job, guys. Oh, thank you, Susan. That's it. Thank you. Thank you for compiling that. Yeah. I reached out to all of them and said, this is what I'm doing. I want to surprise Jake. Send me a message of you or your voice saying something. And everybody came through. Except, I think, one. Yep. 
<laughs> yep. Well, so thank you to all who did <laughs> call in. Um, I really do. I really do appreciate that. That meant a lot. Yeah. Um, to those of you who called in that I haven't met, I hope to meet you at some point. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm. And then the people who have been guests on this show, people who have called in, um, it just it means the world to me. And, and to know that um, you know, this show you like you like our product that we put out. We put a lot of work into it, and, and it's so rewarding to hear that the people that I that I care about you know like it so much. So. Um, yeah, I can't thank you guys enough. Skylar, Rodney, Susan, all of you guys, thank you so much. Yeah.